Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin. I'm known as the Mental MacGyver, providing luxury level support and coaching to executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Annette Richmond with Personal Brand You. She's a personal brand strategist, helping people look 3D in, a, in 2D spaces like LinkedIn. I have Don Gleason. He's the president of Achieve New Heights, focused on executive career transition and leadership as well as the Director of Leadership and Mentor at Society of American Military Engineers, the San Antonio Post. And I have Dina Peralt. She is the Vice President of Human Resources at the Faulkner Automotive Group, the Secretary of the Pennsylvania SHRM, and a Global Advisory Board Member to Achieve Next. The question I have, how do you tell if you're being fished into being vulnerable so they can use it against you? Don, this came from you. You go first. I appreciate it. It's great to be here. <clears throat> I think you really got to kind of look at almost the reputation of the person. And you always got to read their body language. Mm. And uh, you got to try to feel, feel it out of, are, are they really being honest because they want your opinion? Or are they looking to get something to use against you? I had an experience where I was a squadron commander and I was with a group, the wing commander, and some things had gone wrong that week. And uh, he said, yeah, don't worry. You can just, you can tell me anything. What do you think about this? And I gave him what I thought was right. It was right according to the policies I put in place for my organization. But I got the butt chewing of my life. But I could tell going into it. I tried to deny five times and he would not leave it alone. But I knew I was being fished. I could just physically feel the real holding me in. And, uh, and you just have to sense it. It's kind of emotional intelligence. I think that's a great point is especially if you know the person sort of ahead of time, you kind of already know, hopefully uh, what they think or where they stand on different matters. So it's pretty obvious in that first sort of introductory question or sentence where they start to pull you in where they're heading. I think many of us think that we're able to ask questions without sort of leading the witness. But many times the way we ask the question already signals the kind of answer that we're looking for. And I typically find the only people who ever try to sort of reel me in for that kind of a difficult conversation are the ones who know I'm going to disagree and they're looking for the fight. And which I find interesting because anyone who actually knows me knows I'm ready for the fight. And that's one of my favorite things to do is have that sort of confrontational conversation so I can learn something more about it. But I generally find that the people who are genuinely looking for my opinion on something um, approach me in a different way than those who are trying to reel me in for an argument or to prove themselves right or something like that. It's interesting what, what you mentioned there, because I thought of it immediately as someone wanting, as you say, to draw you out and keep asking you and asking you and trying to get an answer to maybe use your answer against you to convince you. But I, I think that that, as far as using it against you to maybe win the argument, to take what you say and somehow turn it around. Narcissists are really good at this. They're really good at creating that space where they're like, oh, you can trust me. You can tell me things and then using it against you in the future. So things I've learned to look out for, someone who's trying to create that in-group, you're special, you matter to me, you're better than other people. If they're trying to lead you on that path of, I think you're amazing. So you can tell me secrets. Ooh, that's a red flag for me. Right. Definitely watch out for that. Um, another thing for me is if they're asking me questions that are too intimate to the nature of our relationship. And I've actually said that to someone. I've said, 
I don't feel like I know you well enough to discuss that with you, which is an awkward thing to say, but it cuts the conversation off. I've even gone a step farther to say at one point, because you try that first one, if they don't say, well, I don't see that this is actually going to end in anything, but you telling me your opinion and telling me that I'm wrong. And I don't think it's going to be a conversation that you and I are going to really understand each other's positions. So I'm not willing to go into the conversation. Right. And I'll tell you one thing, so from a professional perspective that I, I personally need to work on is when I find myself in that situation and I know that um, there's no winning, there's no compromising, there's no conciliation, it's just not coming. Um, for better or worse, I start to okay people and they'll say, and I say, okay, that sounds great. Okay. Mm. wonderful <laughs> okay and I just agree with them until they stop talking mm. so my family has caught on that they're like you're okaying me I'm like I am and that's fine because it's your life your decision you you do you I'm good with all of that this is my way of checking myself out of the conversation because it's not worth my time or my energy or my mental space to get in the middle of an unwinnable or uh, a conversation where we're not going to both walk away learning something new or really appreciating the other perspectives. And you can kind of get that pretty quickly. Once you start to realize you're in that, I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. wonderful. That sounds great. I, I do that as well. And for me, it's um, say it might be something political and I would rather just agree to disagree, particularly if their opinion is not really affecting my life. So exactly. if I have a friend and their belief about something is different than mine, but their belief doesn't impact me, then why get into it and argue about it? And that conversation is not going to change their opinion and it's not yeah. going to change your opinion. So and it that can actually damage the relationship. Mm -hmm. Sometimes staying out of it is the best thing. Just mm -hmm. say, you know, there are some things that we have to agree that we're going to disagree on, and it's not worth having the conversation or the fight about it, and let's just be friends in other things. And you, you have to recognize, it's. I think it's easier if there's a disagreement to be able to say, I'm done having this conversation. But if someone's reeling you in with that, oh, yeah, I, you're special, I agree mm -hmm. with you, like, that's as big a red flag as somebody who's just disagreeing with you. And I think the hardest thing to do when you're in that situation is realize, alarm bells and just stop talking. Yeah. You don't have to exit gently. You don't have to be polite. You can just say, you know what? I think I'm done here and walk mm -hmm. away. Right. So, so what do you think then when someone says, well, honestly, or you can trust me to me that those words are immediate red flags. As you were saying, mm -hmm. it's just like, well, why are you telling me honestly? I'm assuming that it's, you're being honest with exactly. me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, the question originally was, how do you recognize when someone's reeling you in? So what are some red flags for you? Me, it's the hair on the back of my neck. It, it's, <laughs> it's that the gut feeling. Like, yeah. you know, like you said, right? You, you're trying to stay out of something and they keep trying to pull you in, whether it's through the compliments or they try to promise things. But because I don't have a, a relationship with them or I, I have past experience with them or even heard a past experience and I just know that's not right. That that brings the harem back of my neck up and say, danger, Will Robinson, danger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I, I think that too. You just, you feel uncomfortable when your gut is telling you, this is not going someplace that's good for you. We have to pay attention to our emotions. We are trained, I think, especially in the military, that's 27 years for me, to not pay attention to your emotions. Just, mm. just go by what you hear. You know, and I think that's so wrong. 
you've got mm. to pay attention to your emotions. Well, I think about when I'm in a conversation, people say, well, have you thought about, well, don't you think it would be better this way? Don't you think it would be better? And they just continue to contradict you over and over to pull it out and like, okay, yes, I have thought of that. No, I don't think that's another way. That's why I presented it this way. Happy to have the conversation, but it's sort of the manner in which you're having the conversation or trying to draw the information out of you. The, the overly complimentary is problematic. And then the overly uh, argumentative, I think, is also when I'm doing corporate training um, and we talk about the being able to think for yourself or have those difficult conversations. One of my favorite lines for myself is I have a pretty strong ego and I already agree with myself. So I don't want to surround myself with more people who agree with me because I already agree with me. I'm good. What I want is people who will challenge me, but do it professionally. And uh, in a way that I can understand your thought process, you can understand my thought process, that we have real conversations without trying to trick each other. And that's kind of what I think about with this is being real. And I don't want to trick you into believing me. And I don't want you to trick me because the minute we walk away from each other, I'm going to think, that was a Jedi mind trick. How did I walk away and let that happen? Because now I want to go right back in and correct it. And you're in this sort of never ending sort of a do loop. And I would just rather mm -hmm. have that, that good conversation that says we already have pretty good ideas about what we're thinking. So let's bring our best selves to that conversation. Mm -hmm. That's why Monty Python's Flying Circus back in the 70s was so popular. It was the one about the argument. It was really a contradiction. And you start to see the differences. And uh, it, it kind of brings to light in a funny manner those kind of situations. I love having conversations like this with people. We can say, oh, I think this. Oh, well, I think that. Oh, I disagree with you. And that's part of what Quick Hits is about, is that ability to bring differing opinions that you're not fighting about, you're just sharing and kind of thinking. So that is our 10 minutes. Thank you for having this conversation with me. I look forward to speaking to each of you again very soon.